0: Grateful to have all of you here. And thank you to everybody who is joining us online as well. Um, Just want you to know that we definitely miss you. Um, Can't wait to see you again soon. And uh, make sure that you say good morning to your church family. Um, It is unique having some of our family, church family here, some online uh, and all this. But make sure you say good morning to everybody and and greet our church family. I I, want to tell you, I, I really appreciate everybody's grace and patience um as we've just been trying to figure out how to do church um given everything that is uh going on all of the the restrictions and the changes you know we've had to make changes about how we do service about offering and passing the buckets and doing communion different and i mean, just just everything has been different from what it was before and i just want you to know just we appreciate your your graciousness and your patience as we've been trying to uh trying to learn how to do church in a, in a new era right now. But, uh, but I'm excited. I'm excited about what God has in store for us. I have a few things I want to share with you uh, before we get into our message today. The first one is, if you ordered any of our new LSC apparel that's got the new logos on it, uh, they, all those um, articles have come in. So you can go ahead and you can either, if you're here in the room, you can stop and find Angie... Uh, this morning before you head home, she'll make sure to get you your, uh, your items. If you are joining us online, make sure you stop here at the church sometime uh, during the week. We're here from 9 until 5. You make sure you come in, um, get your uh, LSC apparel that way. Um, I also want to share with you, as you've been uh, hearing over the last couple of weeks, you've been seeing our posts on Facebook about it, but I want to share with you about our Monroe 180 partnership that we have and that we are very excited about for this year um and really what i want to what i want to challenge and what i want to encourage everybody to do is to go to our monroe one eighty website the the link is there up on the screen it's also in all of our facebook posts that we have had for you and i want to i want to challenge everybody who calls Livingstones your church home to pick at least one of those options for you to be able to be a blessing to monroe school to be a blessing to our partners who are just down the block from us here? That, especially given this school year that that we have, um, I, I I'm sure that at some point the kids are going to be meeting in person, but doing the virtual learning and all. all I mean, it is going to be it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a, a difficult year for teachers, for students, for families, and and I want us, I want our church to rise to the occasion and be there for our uh, be there for our Monroe families for the staff and and the the students there and so there, there's several different things that you can choose to participate in we have uh, some amazon wish list that if you want to help purchase some school supplies and things that that the students are going to need we've made that super easy for you that the teachers have given us some some ideas of things that they need there's several like multicultural books that that many of the, the staff are, are asking for, that you, we can help supply and, and, and provide for them. Um, the, the kids, are, when, they're, when they're meeting in person, they're going to have to wear masks. And, and like I remember my days teaching, like kids would forget their backpacks. They forget their lunch. You know, like there's going to be times that kids are going to come to school without a mask. And so like we can donate masks. If you, if you love to sew, you can help m- create and make masks for them as well. Or you can also consider being a prayer partner which one of the things that, that I'm really excited about is that the, the staff members that, that are interested in this, that we're going to partner them up with one of us, anybody who's interested in being a prayer partner, that we can just be a support and a prayer, with, or, or somebody who prays for them throughout the entirety of, of this school year. And, and I think, like back to my days when I was a teacher, how encouraging that would have been to know that I had somebody who was who was lifting me up, who was praying for me, who was, who was there to try to encourage me, on on those very difficult days, and and so, this really is an amazing opportunity for us as a church to be there for, uh, to be there for the school that that is really loving on and, and being there for families and being there for kids who are right here in our neighborhood. And so, like I said, check out check out the website. Make sure that you you and your family pick at least one. I'd encourage you to find several different ways that you can uh, love and support our our Monroe School. Uh, family that, again, is just down the block from us here, but I'm excited to see what God is going to do through this partnership through the 180 days of this school year. And then I I, I have one uh, last thing I want to share with you before we get into our message this morning, and and as many of you know, we have a group of elders here at at the church that that really kind of help shepherd and care for our entire church family. Like we we have we have a great group of men that not only have they volunteered their time but they they feel a sense of calling that God has has called them to to lead and to shepherd and to care for our church family and we really do have a great a great group of guys who serve on our eldership here at Livingstones and Randy Templeton he has served as an elder here at Livingstone since January of two thousand two like he he's pushing nineteen years that he has served. As an elder at, at this church and, and man he has been a rock in this position here as, as an elder at, at Livingstone's um, you know through the transition of Don Moria Acapella Church of Christ into Livingstone's church, all the ups and dies or ups and downs and the highs and lows that, that come with a major transition like that um, he, he's been there obviously through my transition of being the, the lead pastor here and, and he's been just on a personal level just such a, an encouragement. And a blessing to me and to, to my family uh, during this time, and, and just through a number of conversations that I've uh, had with Randy over the, over the weeks and um, and months, that he has made the the very difficult decision to step down as an elder here at Livingstone's Church, um, and, and I want to share with you just a little bit uh, about that. Um, Randy came to this decision partly and if you if you know Randy you know his story he's had a, a number of health issues over the years I mean, like he was he was literally dead his heart had stopped over, over a year ago he was brought back and 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 he's just been just struggling with some health issues um you know for a while just some stamina and fatigue where where he's told me I feel like I can't do this job justice like if I'm going to be an elder if I'm going to serve in this position I want to be able to serve it well and and it to to my full ability and right now he feels like he's struggling to to be able to do that and and in addition to that him and linda have also made the decision that they are going to be moving back to mississippi in the at the beginning part of next year um i'm i I was obviously really disappointed to hear that i i i fully support and I fully in, get and I encourage him like their family lives down in Mississippi and they feel like during this time, like they they want to be back with where their family is. Their entire family lives down there in Mississippi. And and so while while I don't like the decision, um, I fully get it and I I support it. And obviously this is going to be a, a a huge hole in our eldership and obviously a huge hole here in our in our church family um, but, but I want you to know this that, that they're talking about moving down to Mississippi sometime after the new year. Um, and so in in the months until then until they move, they are still going to be living and active members here at, at Livingstone's Church obviously with with Randy's health issues they've been worshiping with us uh, on online and, and I'll, I just want to share with you just Randy's heart that if he was here with you today, at what he's shared with me that this has been one of the most difficult decisions. That he's ever had to make in his entire life. Like, he, he's told me over and over again as, as we've had these conversations that Livingstone's is family to him and Linda, and that the, this place has been home to them, and, and just how much that they have just dearly, dearly loved this church um, and all that. And, and I, I, I just want you to know that we, not just as an eldership, as your pastor, but just as a church, like, we love the Templeton family. Randy and Linda have just been just amazing, amazing people over the years. So there, there's two things I want to share with you in, in this. First of all, that while we, we, there, this isn't going to happen for several more months, and so this is not goodbye, they're not you know leaving tomorrow, this is, this is not goodbye, they're still going to be here with us for several more months. But I think it would be appropriate for us as a church just to show them love and appreciation for all that they have given and all the ways that they have served and loved this church over over all these years. And so what I want to do is I want to encourage everybody who considers Living Stones their church home, whether you're here in the room, whether you're joining us online, if you consider Living Stones your church home or you've been impacted by, by Randy and Linda's ministry in any kind of way that they've, that they've made an impact in your life, I want to encourage every single one of you just to write a card uh, of just thanks and a card of appreciation to Randy and Linda, and you, you can you can bring it here to the church. You can mail it here to the church, and we will make sure that that Randy and Linda get that. Um, but but I'll tell you, like they have they have loved and they have served well over over the years that they that they have been here. The the years that Randy has served a, as an elder, and and it was it's just it's right of us to honor them for for all that they have done. In the years that they ha- that they have served here, and so you, again, you can you can bring or send those cards to the church, and we'll make sure to um, uh, to pass that on to them. and And I'll give you updates, you know, with, with Randy and Linda. And obviously, we will um, before they actually leave and move to Mississippi. We'll, we'll we'll have a little party, we'll have a little shindig to to celebrate uh, Randy and Linda Templeton. Um, but the other thing I I just wanted to let you know as well as as it relates just to our eldership is that at the beginning of the year we invited a few men to kind of come on a journey with us, at, with the elders and I, um, o- over the course of, uh, of this year. That we've asked these guys to journey with us, to participate in our, in our elders' meetings, to read some books, to just have some training, build some relationship with, with us so we can get to know one another better. And, and at the end of the year, our goal ultimately is we would like to ask some of these guys to join and be formal members, formal parts of our eldership, here at the church, and so I, I'm grateful to God for the leaders that He is raising up here in our in our church family. That if you read through Scripture, that that is what 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 God is constantly doing. That He is constantly raising up the next generation of leaders that are going to carry His church forward into the future. and And so we stand today on the shoulders of those who who came before us, and and I'm I'm grateful for the 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 men and and the women that God is raising up to. To be that next generation of leaders to be the next generation of Randy and Linda templetons that will carry his church not just Livingstones but carry his church forward into the future and so i i I'm excited about what our future holds I know that our church is in good hands I love and respect everybody who serves in leadership at at Living Stones church and and I just want to look into the camera and just say you know Randy and Linda we we genuinely love you guys and, and we thank you for all that you have have given to Livingstones over the years. Um, I, I wish there was a way that, that we could truly express our gratitude to you. But if you would, can we just tell Randy and Linda right now just how much we appreciate and love them and all that they have done to serve this church over the years. So like I said, in, in, in the months ahead, I'll, I'll keep you guys uh, posted and abreast just kind of, of what's what's going on with them and, and what, their, um, what their needs are, if they're going to need any help doing rummage sales or moving or anything like that. I, I told Randy, I said, you have, you have a church of people that would be ready to jump at a moment's notice to help you guys in any way. So I'll, I'll make sure to communicate that with you guys. Moving forward and and so just one final thing then before we dive into our message I, I also just want to remind everybody just about the different ways that that you can continue to worship the Lord in your giving here at, at livingstone 's church um, obviously since we 're not passing the buckets as we normally would on a Sunday morning, we have people that have been you know still giving in person and putting their their offering in the boxes at the back of the room our, our family we give online um, and it's it 's safe it 's secure it 's it's easy to do, and you can set up recurring giving that way. Um, we have people that have have mailed checks to the church, or even people that have just given through our app. But I just want to tell you, just thank you for your continued generosity that you allow us to to make a difference, to minister here, not just on on the south side of South Bend, but also um, uh, across across the world. Like you, the tentacles that that um, that you sow into has a, has a reach far and wide, far beyond what we might be able to see. So if you would, let's just close our eyes, let's pray, and then we will get into our message this morning. And Father, we thank you, God, for your faithfulness. We thank you for your goodness and your blessing in our life. Thank you, God, for, for Randy and Linda Templeton. Lord, the way that they have served and loved this church so well over the years. Lord, I, I'm just so grateful for who they are, the way that they've invested in me and so many other people over these years. Lord, I, I pray that you are just going to lead and guide them, that, that as they get ready to make this this transition as they get ready to move down to Mississippi, that you're going to just work all the details out for them, Lord, that you would supply a buyer for their home here god that you would lead them uh to to the right place when they move down to mississippi finding a church there that they can get plugged into and they can be a blessing to and and lord i just pray that as as a church body that we can be a blessing to them lord that that as they have have served and loved and blessed us so much lord that we might be able to just return a small bit of that to them uh in in the months that they have here with us before before they move we are grateful for them lord and and god just grateful for your blessings lord in our life lord that you have great things in store for Living Stones Church, Lord, that, that our, our our story is not done being written yet. God, that you have great things in store. And so, God, we just pray that you would just bless this church, bless my, my friends this morning as, as they give, as we worship together. Lord, that you're just going to do mighty things in this church and in this community. In Jesus' name, amen. So if it's all right with you, I, I want to just kind of share with you from my heart this morning, just kind of be Honest, to be transparent, to be open with you this morning, and and, and I always try to to be so, um, but I just want to just kind of share from share from my my heart with you, just on a on a personal level, just kind of my journey a little bit over over these months, and just some of the things that that God has been doing into me, and I, I pray that pray that it's going to be an encouragement to you. And and when I, so when I came to be the lead pastor here at, at Livingstones, when I came to be your pastor in October. 2019, doesn't that seem like forever ago? Like, like there, there's been an awful lot that has happened in these last nine, almost ten months since then. It, it feels like a really long time. And I'll tell you, like, I, we couldn't have been more excited to come and to step into this role as lead pastor here at, at Livingstone's Church. That we, we had been sensing, we knew for a while that God had been preparing us, preparing us for a change in, in our family, and change in ministry, and getting us ready for... Whatever that next step in ministry was going to be, and and I'll tell you, like when we came here, when we started spending time with you, spending time in this community, we we just felt at home, like we felt like this is this is where God has us, where God wants us to be, and 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 I'll, and I'll tell you, like one one of the things that we purposefully tried to do over these months is just to try to. Just try to try to get to know people on a, on a personal level. Trying to have lunches with people and meet with people, and 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 we've not obviously gotten to everybody yet, but just trying to engage in in relationship with with so many people here in our church. Like we we've wanted to get to know you to hear your hearts to hear your story, and we want you to hear us. We wanted you to get to to know who we are and and to to be able to learn and to to trust the the heart of the heart of your pastor because like. No, nobody wants to just jump in right away. and like, like Think about going on like a first date. If, if somebody's talking about like marriage and kids on the first date, like that can be a little bit of a... Like You've you got to kind of ease into some of those, those conversations a bit. And so like we, we wanted just to kind of get to know people on, on just a very personal level and, and for you, again, to, to get to know us. And, and so this kind of moved us into the new year, and we felt like we were starting to get some momentum as a church. Getting getting some wind at our backs and and all this, and then March happened. Like, and and March happened just bam, like it, it just kind of smacked us all in the face, and and all, and all of a sudden coronavirus became front and center of pretty much everything, in in every in, every, in everybody's lives. You know, like we, <laughs> it it just kind of took center stage of of every of every aspect, not just here at church, but in in schools and res- I mean, like everything, just kind of came to a screeching halt in March, and, and we had to you know quick figure out our, how we're going to start to do church online, and because we'd never done that before, and, I, and I'm grateful for our staff and for our, our elders and just everybody who came together to kind of make online services happen and helping us everybody on our first impressions team and our kids teams who trying to connect with people and stay stay connected with with everybody as as a part of the church here and and I and I'll just be honest with you maybe this was maybe it was naive of me but in my mind I was kind of thinking all right you know this this whole coronavirus stuff this covid stuff it'll probably last a few weeks and then we'll be able to get back to getting our our groove on again that, that, that's that's what I was thinking that's what I was hoping well those weeks have kind of turned into months and and if we're honest like those months are turning into who knows how long. Like, I, like I, barring an act of God, it kind of feels like masks are here to stay for a while, and social distance. You know, like all of these things that we've had to get used to, it kind of feels like all right, this is going to kind of be reality for for a bit. And, and and I'll tell you, like, I don't I don't know about you, but there's been several times over this period where I feel like, man, I've just hit a wall where i've i've just i've just struggled i've just been like man this this is not what i signed up for like this is not what i thought it was going to be this is not how this is not how pastoring is supposed to be like i i want to be with my people i want to be with my church and and even now you know that, that we're meeting in person we still can't fully be together like i want and and it's it's been a struggle especially you know for somebody who's an extrovert like i am who who, like i i get energy being with other people i i love being around people i love talking i love engaging with with others and man this has been this has been hard it's been difficult and 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 again i, I said it at the beginning like we've had to make some tough calls as as a, as a church about all right how do we how do we do this how do we do church how do we do it in a way that's going to be, be safe and people feel safe and and feel comfortable and all this and and i'll tell you like I've had I've had some moments over these months where I've been discouraged, I've been disappointed, I've been frustrated, I've, I've felt alone. Like I, I don't know if there's anybody else like me, but like I've I've struggled throughout some of this. Not not all the time. I've not stayed there, but I've just definitely had some moments during this time that have been just a real struggle for me. If I can just be real with you, if I can be honest with you this morning, and like this happens. To pastors too pastors are just like you we're not any we're, we're flesh and bones just just like just like you are and, and i'll and i'll be honest with you as i've had conversations with so many people people in our church people outside of our church that uh, several times for so many of us like we've just felt like we've just kind of come up against this wall where we just feel like man this just this just stinks. I just hate this. This is this is not what I want. This is not how I l- thought life was going to go, and, and and it's just been it's been a struggle. and 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 I want to share with you something that, that God really ministered to me with this week. I, I was spending some time alone with God this week and just and just kind of pouring my heart out to Him. and And I felt God was kind of leading me to a passage that I I really kind of want to pick apart. and I pray is going to be. An encouragement to you that this has been something i've been trying to put into practice with if i'm honest with missed success sometimes it's been better than others but but i pray that this is this is going to be an encouragement to you this is not going to be a a, a three-step process to all of a sudden life being great i i wish it i wish it was that simple but life doesn't work out that way it doesn't boil down like that but there's there's some principles here that i believe can be an encouragement to to every single one of us and it's it's a journey I've been trying to take it's it's a it's it's a it's a road I've been trying to walk and I want to kind of show you kind of where I've been going as as a pastor as as your leader and so just to kind of give you a little bit of the backstory to to set this up many of you probably are aware that before David became king he was actually a, a fugitive he was on the run King Saul he was the first king in Israel he became insanely jealous of of David and, and like wanted to kill David. He wanted. He was pursuing him, going after him for years. David was on the lamb, He was on the run, and and he never could ever settle down somewhere. He was constantly moving from place to place because Saul had these homicidal tendencies, where he was sending men out to to go find David and to kill him. And and David had a group of men. He had, he had, he had some guys that were with him that that traveled with him that protected him that were there for him during this time and. And, and eventually, after, after being on the run for a while, David, he, he engages in kind of a tenuous relationship with a Philistine king whose name is Achish. And, and, and it's, it was this this unique relationship that they had where they had a common enemy in Saul, that Achish hated Saul, Saul was trying to kill David, and so it was, it was kind of one of these, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, kind of uh, alliances that they that they had. And so David kind of forms this alliance with, with Achish. And and eventually he approaches Achish and says, is there anywhere that me and my men and, and our families, that we can just kind of settle? That we can just kind of chill out and be at rest for a period of time? And, and Achish thinks about it and he says, oh yeah, I have a city for you that you guys can can settle down in. And the name of the city is Ziklag. Any like that, Z I K L A G, Ziklag, and and so so David and, and his men they settle in Ziklag for a while, and and essentially what the, what they do is they kind of become bandits. They they start uh, in, enacting raids on on neighboring cities and and kingdoms and all this to to kind of take care of and provide for the, for their families during this time, and and eventually what happens is David and his alliance with with King Achish. David says, hey, you know what, you, Achish, you're about to go to war. Me and my men, we're going to come fight with you. All right? We're, we're going to help you out in this, this upcoming battle that you have. And so David and his 600 men, they leave Ziklag, and they go right out to, to meet King Achish in, in battle so that they can go in war together. Now, Achish had also had some alliances with some other, some other kings in the area. And they didn't trust David. These other kings, they didn't trust David. They didn't want this Hebrew and, and his men coming and fight alongside them. So they kind of said, all right, thanks but no thanks. You can go back home. Well, we appreciate that you want to kind of help us in this war, but we don't want your help. You can, you can head back home. And so that's what David and his men do. His, David and his 600 men, they head back to Ziklag. And, and that's where we're going to pick up this morning in First Samuel chapter 30. I'm going to begin in verse 1 and 2. So David and his men reached Ziklag. They went back home on the third day. Now the Amalekites had raided the Negev and Ziklag. The Amalekites are one of these these other kingdoms, these other groups of people that David and his men had been going and raiding and going and attacking and stealing and all this from them. The Amalekites, while David and his men were away, they came and they attacked Ziklag. They attacked Ziklag and burned it and had taken captive the women and everyone else in it, both young and old. They killed none of them, but carried them off as they went on their way. Now, now you, you talk about an awful situation that David and his men find themselves in. Like, this is it. They, they come home, and they see their, their city burned to the ground. Their wives, their children had been taken captive. Like, it, it, was, it was a scene of utter devastation that David and his men came back home to. In in verses 3 through 5, it says, When David and his men reached Ziklag, they found it destroyed by fire, and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. If you have ever been that heartbroken where you cried and you just had no strength, you had no more tears left to cry? That's what David and his men were feeling in this moment. David's two wives, God help him, had been captured. Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. So, so, so everybody, all David and all of 600 of his men, everyone was gone. The city that they had lived in had been burned to the ground, and everybody was missing. Like, can you imagine what that was like? Can you imagine the anguish that David and his men felt when they came and saw smoke rising in the distance as they were approaching their home. Can you imagine the, the sick feeling in their stomach when, the, when they get to the gates of the city and there's silence, other than maybe burning embers? Like the, 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 the kids running around and, and you know, the, the women who were making making meal. like they were, it was dead silence. Can you imagine what that would have been like for them to come home to such a scene? Like, I, I shared with you a couple months ago the story of when I lost my oldest daughter, Regan, when she was real little at the Chicago Cubs game, and, and just the utter panic I felt for that 10 minutes where I had no clue where she was. And, and in my mind, your mind is racing to all of the worst case scenarios of somebody came and grabbed her and snatched her and took her, and I'm never going to see her again. Like, and, and, and just in this brief moment of time, like, I, again, my mind is just racing. And, and I can imagine the things that were going through David's mind and, and through the mind of his men in, in this moment as they as they came back home to Ziklag. And, and so where I really want to focus here is in verse, verse 6. It says, David was greatly distressed. I'm going to come back to that in a moment. Because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. And that, now, just a side note here. I... I find humor in scripture sometimes. It, I find it kind of funny that the men were upset that their sons and daughters were gone. It doesn't say they were upset about their wives being gone, just that their sons and daughters were gone. I, I don't know, maybe they had a bunch of nagging wives or, or whatever, but I, I don't know what that says about them. But they were they were angry. They were ticked off that their sons and daughters were gone. And I'll, I'll I'll give them I'll give them. They were probably upset that their wives were gone too. But but they were angry. David's men were angry and rightfully so. And they start looking around for someone to blame. They start looking around, all right, whose fault is this? You know, David, you're the reason we were in Ziklag to begin with. You're the one that, that, that formed this alliance with Akish. You're the one that said, hey, let's go right out to war. You're, you are the one, David, who decided to leave our, our families defenseless here at home and and they they were angry. They they wanted they were angry to the point of killing him. And, and isn't that isn't that human nature when when things don't go our way when things start happening to us like that, we look for someone we can point the finger at. We look for somebody that we can that we can blame. And David finds himself completely alone. Completely alone. His his wives were gone, his kids were gone. That his his guys, his buddies, they had kind of turned they turned on him to the point they were, they were, they were ready to, to stone him. And in verse 6, it says that David was greatly distressed. Greatly distressed. And that word distressed in the Hebrew is the word yeser, which is a verb meaning a state of anxiety, fear, and frustration. He was greatly distressed. Anxiety, fear, and frustration. Is there anybody here who's been feeling anxiety, fear, and frustration, because I feel like that's been describing me over these last number of months. And, and but but verse six doesn't stop there; it doesn't stop that he was just greatly distressed. It goes on to say, but David, but David, found strength in the Lord his God. I, I, I want to share with you what the King James Version says about verse six. In First Samuel thirty-six, in the King James Version, it says, and David was greatly distressed. For the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all people were grieved, every man for his sons and daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. He encouraged himself in the Lord. He found strength in the Lord. And, and I want you like I want you to catch this. David was alone. He he had he had nobody. He, he, had, abs- he had absolutely nobody with him that his enemy His enemy seemed to have conquered him. His enemy had seemed to have triumphed over him. His family was captured. Like any of the normal sources that he had of encouragement, normal sources of, hey, you know what, let's go do this, it had all been swept away. Like the rug had been pulled out completely from from underneath him. And yet he found a way to strengthen himself in the Lord. He encouraged himself in the Lord, not in man, Not in his circumstances, but he encouraged himself in the Lord. And if you read through the book of Psalms, David actually wrote most of the Psalms in the book of Psalms. And in Psalm chapter 20, verse 7, he actually talks about this very concept, about putting his trust and and encouraging himself in God, not in man. He says, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. David knew, understood that, that men alone would not be able to help him. Men alone would not be able to save him. Men alone would not be able to fix this issue that he found himself in. That he had to trust in God. The only way he was going to find strength was finding strength in God. And, and I'll be honest with you. Many of us, myself included, feel greatly distressed. Anxiety, fear, and frustration. Like I feel like that has... That's been me over, over these last number of months. Not, not continually. I've had to fight. I've had to fight for it. I, I've had to make the conscious choice, I'm not going to stay there. And that's what David did. He was greatly distressed, but he decided, I'm not going to stay in this pit. I'm not going to stay in this place of being greatly distressed. I'm going to fight my way out of it. I'm going to find strength in the Lord. I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord. He didn't stay In that low place. Even though he felt devastated. Even though he had nobody. That he was completely alone. He decided, I'm going to get myself up. I'm going to pick myself up. I'm going to do something about this. And this is what I want to kind of share with you this morning. This is what I've been endeavoring to do. This is what I've been trying to fight to do for myself. And I pray that this is an encouragement for each of you this morning too. that, That some of the things that David did. I believe in, in his moment uh, of a feeling completely alone and greatly distressed are some things that we can try to put into practice ourselves. So, so what did he do? How did David encourage himself in the Lord? Well, the first thing is David remembered his past. He remembered his past. That he remembered the times that God had been faithful. He remembered the times that God had seen him through impo- seemingly impossible situations before. That, that is, it, it, to David, it might have seemed like a lifetime ago, but he remembered when he was a young man and he went out to go fight the great Philistine champion Goliath. And I, I want to share with you what, what David said to Goliath right before he went out to go face him in battle in 1 Samuel chapter 17. It says, today, this is him shouting out to Goliath, today, the Lord will conquer you and I will kill you and cut off your head. And then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues His people, but but not with sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle, and He will give you to us. As As Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him. I love that. David quickly ran out to meet him he remembered the times that god had enabled him and helped him to do the impossible that that god helped him to defeat the greatest warrior that the israelite army had ever encountered the greatest warrior that they had ever seen and he was just a young man he was just a boy when he went out to do it he remembered what god had done he remembered how god had had served him and been faithful in the past and that gave him that gave him courage in the moment Again, as you read through so many of the psalms that, that are David's, Psalm 27.1, he says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? That Dave, David encouraged himself by remembering the times that God had delivered him in the past. If, if you remember, the very, the very last Sunday we had here in 2019, we did a, we did a family service here and I gave everybody a notebook on that day, and I, and I said, "You know what? I, I want you to I want you to take a, a, some time to reflect over this past year. Where has God been faithful to you? Where where has where has God answered some of your prayers? How have you seen God's hand at work in your life over this past year? And I want you to write those things down. And if you remember, one of the things I I shared was I want you to be able to come back to this on those days." I didn't use these terms, but on those days where you feel greatly distressed, that you can have something tangible you can go back to and remind yourself and say, no, God did this. He showed up here. He answered this prayer. He was faithful over and over and over again. And if He was faithful then, surely He'll be faithful now. Surely He will see us through this time. I'll tell you, when when you feel greatly distressed, when you're feeling discouraged, Anxiety, fear, and frustration are overwhelming you. Remember the times. Remember the times that God has been faithful. Remember the prayers that He's been answered. Remember the times that God has seen you through what seemed like an impossible situation in the past. He's been faithful. And sometimes we just need to remind ourselves of that. I've been having to go back over that and remind myself of God's faithfulness, the times He's seen me through the the second thing that david had not not only did he he remember his past but david had faith david had faith and let me unpack this for a minute because he trusted god was going to be the one to see him through this he trusted that god was going to be the one to see him through what seemed like like just an absolute devastating situation Again, going back to the Psalms. And again, these are all things David said. These are things David wrote. And David wrote a lot of these things in the middle of these trials. And he said, and I want you to catch this in Psalm 62. I I want you just to to, uh, absorb this and and really let this penetrate your heart, what David is saying here. Psalm 62, verses 5 through 8. He says, yes, my soul. He's talking to himself. Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from Him. Truly, He is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. Like, there's somebody here, like, for for me, like, I need to internalize that. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to Him, for God is our refuge. Like when, when, when you read through the Psalms, when you read through David's uh, writings as, as he's kind of pouring his heart out to God, and, and you can see over and over again, even in those moments where David, even though he, he was struggling in some of those moments, even though he, he might have felt hopeless, that he looked at his, at his situation and he said, God, where in the world are you? What's happening right now? This isn't how it was supposed to be. In the middle of those times, when when David is experiencing those feelings, he always comes back to, always comes back to a place of saying, "But God, I trust you. God, I have faith in you. God, you're going to deliver. You're going to see me through." And I, and I want you to hear this today. God responds to faith. God responds to faith. And I, and I, I kept, kept this. We all have needs. God doesn't automatically respond to needs. Every single one of us have have needs. It's not needs that God responds to. It's faith that God responds to. If you read through the, the Gospels and you, and you read through the, the miracles that Jesus did, the healings that took place, he commends people for their great faith. The, the Roman centurion, he commended for his great faith. The woman who had the issue of blood, he, he said, your faith has made you well. The, the, the men who brought their buddy and, and cut a hole in the roof and literally lowered their friend down in front of Jesus because there was no way to get into the door. He commended their faith. The man who was paralyzed, like over and over, I, I could share with you time and time again where Jesus recognized faith and he responded to faith. He didn't just respond to a need. He responded to faith. And, and I want to tell you this the, the bible says that that every one of us we've been given a measure of faith and so I want to encourage you whatever measure of faith you have right now even if it's a minuscule amount Jesus said if you have faith the size of a mustard seed you can you can move a mountain whatever measure of faith you have bring that before God say god th- this is what I have right now god god i i <laughs> I'm struggling to trust you right now I'm struggling to see anything positive in the future. This is all the faith I can muster up in this moment. But I'm bringing it to you. Bring that measure of faith and see what God does. Trust Him. David had faith. And and I'm I'm talking to me. I'm talking to me right now too. I want to take that, that, whatever measure of faith I have, bring it before God. Say, God, I'm seeking you for this. This is beyond my control. This is beyond what I can do. This is beyond what I can fix. And I'm having faith. I'm just trusting you for what's next. And the last thing David did that I think would be wise for all of us is David sought counsel. David sought counsel. He didn't try to go through this alone. Even though he may have felt alone in the moment, he didn't try to do it by himself. When he was at his lowest point when he felt completely alone, when he needed to to strengthen and encourage himself in the Lord, he sought counsel from somebody else. And and let me share this with you. I I, I was sharing with you in 1 Samuel chapter 30 that they just came back to Ziklag. They saw everything destroyed. The women and children were gone. The men wanted to stone him. And the very next verse, in verse 7, it says, Then, so right after this, Then David said to Abiathar the priest, the son of Ahimelech, bring me the ephod, and Abiathar brought it to him. And David inquired of the Lord, "Shall I pursue the raiding party? Will I overtake him?" Pursue them, he answered. You will certainly overtake them, and succeed in the rescue. Like he, David went and he said, "I need some advice. I need some help. I, I need, I need the counsel of somebody, somebody else." And and you've probably heard me say this over the over the months that I've been with you, is doing life alone is a recipe for disaster. It's a recipe for disaster. Satan's plan for your life is to make you feel isolated, to make you feel like you are completely by yourself, that you have nobody. When, when Elijah was, was in his, his lowly, very depressed state, and he kind of complains to God, and he says, God, I, I'm the only prophet left. I'm all by myself. And God kind of says, yeah, you're actually not. Like, there, there's, there's thousands of others that have not bowed their knee to Baal. You're, you're not as alone as you think you are, Elijah. And, and I'll tell you, like, when, when David made that decision to encourage himself in the Lord, to find strength in the Lord, he knew he needed help from others. He needed somebody else's advice, somebody else's thoughts. And, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you, again, just sharing with you, like, I, I kind of felt like I reached this point a couple months ago. I, w- I was struggling I was feeling really down. I was discouraged. I was feeling greatly distressed, and and I reached out to, to a spiritual hero of mine, and and I, and I just said, I need some help. I need I need somebody to talk to. I need, I need somebody who who I can just, who I can ask questions of, who I can share with, and and all this. And he he connected me with with a pastor friend of his who he pastored a church down in, in Texas. And and he had just recently passed his church off to one of his spiritual sons and and really his name is Bob. He his ministry is just to pastor pastors. And so he connected with him and, and and Bob and I we we have a we have a phone call every week. He calls me every Tuesday morning just to check in to see hey how how are things going and and and, and I'll tell you like I had to get to the place of all right I can't do this by myself. I I need I need, to, I need counsel of somebody else. I need somebody else's voice in my life. I need to ask for help from someone else along the way. And, and I want to I encourage you with this. And what, I, what I'm sharing with, with everybody here is, don't go through this alone. If you're feeling anxiety and fear and frustration, if you're feeling greatly distressed, don't, don't be walking through it by yourself. I, I want you to reach out. I want you to reach out. Reach out to me. Reach out to our staff, our our, our elders. Find find somebody else that that you trust. Find so, you know find somebody that you can just be honest with, and share your heart. Like like can we just like, well I was going to say can we take the mask off? But like can, can we can we take the mask off and just be real and be honest with somebody? Like let, let's not pretend like we have it all together. But let's be willing to be vulnerable. Let's be willing to to say I, I'm struggling right now. I need I need some help. And, and I'll tell you, you you've heard me say this before. It is my joy as a pastor to be there for you, to pray for you, to encourage you along the way. I, I love doing that. Our elders, like that, that's what we, our, our staff, that's what we're here for. We want to be here for you on, on those tough days. And so I want to encourage you: don't hesitate. Reach out. Ask ask for help. Ask for advice. But talk to somebody but don't do it by yourself. Don't walk through these valleys alone. But well, let's do it. Let's do it together. And so li- Livingstone I, w- I want you to hear this. I, I in in a way I can't express I love you and I love this church so much. I'm so grateful to have every single one of you in our lives. Those who are watching online, I'm so grateful to have you in in my life. And man like, this has been a difficult season. It's been difficult for me. It's been difficult for, for everybody. There's not a single person I talk to that has just been like, oh, yeah, I don't know what everybody's complaining about. Like, everybody has been affected. Everybody has been hurting. And I want you to know that I'm here for you, that, that we are here for you. The church body, that, that's what the church is for, to be here for one another when we are struggling. When we feel like we can't stand on our own, but that we we don't have to stay in the pit, that, and that's that's kind of the moral of this story. the story. The thing that I've been wrestling with uh, in regards to David and Ziklag, like, they came back and it was an awful situation. Awful. And he could have stayed in that pit. He could have wallowed. He he could he could have he could have just remained there. But instead, he said, no, I'm picking myself up. I'm going to find strength in the, in the Lord. I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord. I'm going to move forward. And that's my prayer for, for all of us. Let, let's not stay in the pit. Let's fight our way out. Let's fight our way out together. Let, let's fight for purpose and fight for joy. Fight to live the life that God has, has called us to as the body of Christ. That, that's, that's my prayer for all of you. And so if, if you would, just close your eyes for me right now. I just want to pray for for you as we close out our time here together. That Father, we, we we just thank you, God, that you that you are God overall. Lord, that there there's nothing that takes place, there's nothing that happens in our lives, Lord, that you are not aware of, that you that catches you off guard. Lord, you, you see and you know the the, the depth of, of the hurt, of the discouragement, of the frustration that that so many people are are wrestling with right now. And God, I I pray for our church family, Lord that we are going to be like David, that, that even though we might feel greatly distressed in the moment, that we will not stay in that pit, that we will fight our way out of it, that, we're gonna, that we are going to, to remember the goodness, God, the times that you have, have made away, the times that you have delivered us before, God, God that, that we're going to choose to have faith, Lord, that no matter how big or how small our faith might be, that we bring it before you, we present it to you, and ask you, God, to, to do what seems to be impossible. And Lord, we're going to seek counsel. We're going to be in relationship with one another. We're going to fight together. God, that you have already already won the victory. The victory is already yours. And so, God, we stand in that today. Lord, we stand on your victory that you already have, and we claim it as our own. Lord, that you are going to move us forward together as a people, as individuals, as a church. And God, I just pray that you're just going to bless my friends. You're going to encourage those who feel greatly distressed right now that you will be the lifter of their heads. And God, that you're going to minister to the deep places in their hearts. God, we just love you and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen.